Well, tonight we conclude um, our reading of the gospel story around Jesus' birth from Luke chapter 2, verse 16 and 20. And let's hear the story. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told him about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as had been told to them. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you so much tonight for this privilege we have to gather in this space. And God, we believe that your spirit is here to speak to us. And so, Lord, help us tonight to hear afresh your story. And God, I pray that tonight you would help us to hear what you want to say to us. And Lord, that we might go from this place feeling like we have encountered you, touched you, and God been filled by you. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, tonight uh, is Christmas Eve, as you all know. And Christmas Eve is my favorite night of the whole year. Anybody else is kind of one of your favorite nights? Yeah. I'm not a nighttime person, so I don't know how this 11 o'clock thing is going to go, y'all. But just if you're, you're not going to be here, but pray for me. Um, I may, uh, 9 o'clock is my bedtime, just saying. But Christmas Eve is my favorite time. And as I grew up, um, our tradition, and I know you all probably have traditions where I grew up, was that we kind of, as the day went on, got the house ready and we were finishing wrapping presents and they would mysteriously appear under the tree as the day went along. And then we were anticipating Santa Claus coming later in the night um, as we tried to sleep. Our parents didn't get a lot of sleep. I didn't get a lot of sleep. But then we would, right before we opened packages as a family on Christmas Eve, we would go to church. And I remember even as a little kid coming to the Christmas Eve service, what, there was just something special about it. Even when I can remember my feet didn't touch the floor and they kind of wove over the pews, there was just something about being in that space where we sang carols, maybe it was nighttime, we took communion, we, we lit candles, and there was just something that felt holy. It felt like God showed up in an amazing way. And really, Christmas Eve, I believe, is one of those thin spaces in our lives. One of those thin spaces where heaven and earth get closer together and where we feel like we're open to hearing what God wants to say to us. And I think God shows up in some amazing ways. In fact, on Christmas, we kind of expect something to happen. We come hoping that this year we're going to encounter God or some miracle is going to transpire in our lives that we've been hoping for. And, and there's just something about this night that we come expecting that. And you know, on that first Advent, as we see that first Christmas, we know not only did the space get thin, but actually heaven broke through and came to earth in this baby called Jesus. And this baby Jesus came into the world. He came to live amongst us, to walk amongst us, and to be in friendship with us. And tonight, I just want to take a few moments, and I want us to live back through the story of the shepherds as they encounter Jesus as we find out about how God breathed life into the world on this special night. And as we look at the story of the shepherd, we find that God breathed life, first of all, by coming to them where they were. Tonight, God comes to us where we are. You know, those shepherds, we don't know much about them. I mean, Pastor Daniel preached about them this morning a little bit, and we talked about them, but we don't know much about their lives. We don't know what had been going on for them in that particular day. We don't know if it had been a good day or a bad day or if they had to chase sheep all over the place. We don't know if they were ticked off or they were super happy. 
We don't know if at home, you know, they had sick kids or whether all was well. We don't know if they had financial problems or they were worried about the economics or the political climate of the world at the time or just what was going on in their everyday life. We don't know if they were near to God or far away. We know nothing about them. But all we know is on that night, the angel came and met them exactly where they were. And tonight, as you come here, where do you find God is for you? I mean, when you come tonight, do you feel like God is close or is God far away? Do you have a lot going on in your life where you're just feeling overwhelmed? Or do you feel like you're on top of the world and everything's great? Wherever you find yourself tonight, this night's nice rise, God has come to meet you right where you are in this space as you find yourself tonight. Because we, God wants us to know, as we look at this story, that God wants us to know that Christ has come because he loves you and you and you and you, even these guys and me. He loves us. He wants to walk in relationship with every one of us. He wants to come and remove from our lives anything that would separate us from God. He comes tonight to remind us that that's why he has come. We also see from the shepherds that God breathes life by inviting us to come to Jesus. He tells these shepherds, he says, hey, I've got good news for you. Jesus has been born. The Savior of the world has been born. He, they, the shepherds hear this word, you will find a baby. Now, he didn't say, you guys, get into Bethlehem and find that kid. He basically said, if you want, you will find the baby. It's up to you. I provided him, but it's up to us whether we want to go and encounter him. And these shepherds on that particular night, I don't think it was like they had GPS. They didn't have Google Maps, okay? And they just didn't type in Jesus' birth, and they had a direct access, right? They had to go into Bethlehem. They had a few clues. They knew he was born to a Mary. They knew a baby was born to a young woman. They knew that his name was going to be Jesus or Emmanuel, but that's all the clues they kind of had. And they went, and I got a feeling it took them a little effort. But as they went, they eventually, it said, found him. Tonight, as you came here, you know, maybe you've encountered Christ, and when you encountered Christ, it was an easy decision for you. I mean, Jesus showed up for you. Maybe it was a camp, or maybe it was at some church experience, or maybe it was listening to a broadcast on the radio. I don't know. Maybe it was really simple, and you said, yes, I get it. I need Jesus, and he opened up our hearts. For some of us, that journey didn't come quite that easy. For some of it, it was much more a windy path, and maybe for some of us, we're still on it trying to figure it out. But I want you to know that God comes to us tonight and says, come find Jesus. God breathes that story to us this night. And we find that then God breathes life into us as we look at the story when we say yes. Because after the angels had left, the shepherds say, let us go and find that baby. They say yes to the angel's invitation to go. And tonight, that's the decision we're all left with. The invitation's been met to meet Jesus. But tonight, will we say yes? We'll say, yes, Jesus, I really want to meet you. I want to be walking with you. I want to be growing with you. I want to go deeper in you. No matter where we find ourselves tonight, they're being invited to step out by faith, and they decide to do it. Tonight, do you remember when you heard that invitation from Jesus to come meet him? 
Do you remember if you've encountered him, what that was like when you said yes? Or maybe tonight you're still trying to decide. But God breathes life then as they go when they meet Jesus. It says they went and they found the baby. They went and they found the baby because they went and followed the story as the angel had said to them. And you know, think about it for a moment as they got there, and I know you all know this, but on that night as they went, there was no background music playing. I mean, yeah, the angels had done their thing, but there was nothing at the manger that was just like, there was this beautiful background music like Rich plays. They didn't have Heidi singing and leading. It was just... I mean, it was that kind of thing, right? Wow! It wasn't great. It was dark, probably. They had some lamps that maybe had a little bit of flicker of light, but it wasn't much, and they encountered as they walked in this young girl and this guy, and there's a baby. And that's it. But there was something as they encountered in that moment because they had heard the angel that had pricked their hearts by saying, this child has been born. And there was something in them that started to spark that, yes, God has come. I believe something has happened. And they saw the heavens open up and they saw all the angels worshiping God and saying, praise God that the Savior of the world has come. And so when they went and they got into this manger and this cave and they found this scene, as they were there, they said, what's this baby's name? And when Mary said, Jesus, there was something inside of them said, he's the one. I know he's the one. He's the answer for our life. He's the one we've been looking to. He's the one that's going to bring hope. He's the one that's going to bring healing. He's the one that's going to set me free. He's the one that's going to bring restoration. They said, this is him. And they knew it in their gut. They didn't have to have the background music, and they didn't have to have 50 courses of I Surrender All. It was just, we know this is true. And they said yes, and they welcomed the baby into their lives. And it changed them. We find then that God breathes life for these shepherds then to go share. Because they said, once they met Jesus, they said, we can't help but tell people about this. This is awesome. God has come to earth because God loves us that much. And God wants to walk with us. And God is going to do some amazing things. And so we just want those we meet to be told. And in fact, Mary was pretty excited too she pondered these words in her own heart. And in fact, it's thought that probably Mary is the one who's telling Luke this story about what transpired. Their lives are changed. They're touched. They've been empowered as they go forth and things change. I'm reminded of a story that for those of you who've been around Wesleyan churches or Methodist churches, you probably know of a guy named John Wesley. If you don't, that's okay. Uh, John Wesley is the guy who founded kind of the Methodist movement. But John Wesley's story, he grew up um, in a pastoral home with a lot of brothers and sisters, just saying. I think it was like 13 or 19 or something, but there was a lot. And his family life was kind of up and down. His dad was not real good with money, and there was a whole lot of stuff. But anyway, John Wesley, at a young age, feels a call to be a pastor, which we think that's cool. And so John goes on to 
study at the university and, and get his degree. And there he gave, gathers some people together and, and they start praying and they start reading their Bibles and they're going to prisons and visiting and they're, they're um, feeding the poor and doing all these really good works. But John Wesley said, in my heart, I felt like I didn't know who God was. I was going through all the motions, but I hadn't met Jesus. He knew about him. He heard the stories, but he didn't know it in here. He even decided, well, I'll go to America and I'll be a missionary to the Indians. And he went here and he did that work, but it didn't go too well. In fact, they ran him out of town and he comes back to England pretty defeated. But on a particular night after that, he's going, he feels this nudge to go to a prayer meeting at this little prayer chapel in the evening. And there they are reading from the gospel or from the book of Romans. And as they're reading to it, John Wesley hears anew about this Jesus. And this nudge comes into his heart to say yes. God's breath breathes into him and says, I knew that I had met Christ. And he said, my heart was strangely warmed. And what's interesting is just three or four days earlier, his brother, John, Charles Wesley, who wrote the song, Hark the Herald's Angels Sing, we sang a few moments ago, actually also had just come to faith in Christ. And from that moment, after Charles, John said yes, he, nothing, no fireworks went off, but things began to change in him. And he found himself going out, and he started smalling small groups, and God used John to spread the good news of Jesus around England, eventually across America. This breath of God, when it breathes into us, it changes us. It brings life. It brings hope. It brings peace. Tonight, if you have encountered this Jesus who has come, you know what I'm talking about. And tonight, if you come to this place and you're saying, I'm looking for something, this gift of Jesus has been offered for you. And it's available. You can say yes to and ask Christ to fill your heart afresh and anew by faith. Or maybe tonight you find, I used to be walking with Jesus, but I kind of gotten lost along the way. God hasn't forgotten you. God's calling out to you tonight. And if you hear his voice, we can say, yes, Jesus. I want to come again to that manger and I want to meet you. Lord, I give myself to you anew. God's breath is breathed out upon us this night. As we come in a few moments to communion, I invite you, if you feel led to come, you're invited to come and just anew recommit yourself unto Christ or maybe for a first time and allow him to fill you with his breath of life.